Something that we've uh, discovered through the years is just that as skateboarders, we have this unique ability to get up failure after failure. And um, so we're, we're trying to help kids to take that resilience and that grit and just apply it elsewhere in life. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Conversations with known or unknown creatives across the arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 47. The Skateboard Park creator, the community director, Steve Wolf. All right, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you have not yet, please subscribe to the Stolen Arrows podcast on your favorite streaming platform, iTunes, good old Google, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And definitely check out also our website, www.thestolenarrowspodcast.com. Follow along on Instagram and you can see what we're doing at the Stolen Arrows podcast. Very happy 2022. This is our first episode of the year and definitely excited to share it with you an episode with Steve Wolf, who is a skateboard park director, creator, been doing it for the last 20 years. Lots of art, lots of creativity, lots of good things for the community. And uh, forgive my month-long hiatus where I haven't had any episodes for you, um, but thank you guys for coming back this, for this episode. And uh, enjoy it all, and thank you for listening as always. Today on the Stolen Hours, we have Steve Wolf, and Steve Wolf is the director of Solid Skate Park in Patterson, New Jersey, which is a new iteration of his um, wonderful skate park um, just vision that he's had for really his life, um, dedicated to this cause of reaching out to youth through skateboarding and just setting up from parking lots back in the day and in 99 all the way till now, where they actually have this very um, uh, much so a, a, a factory space here in Patterson, New Jersey, not too far from the Patterson Falls, and have a space for kids to come, build a community, learn to skate, um, show off their skating abilities and share it with the youth, the younger kids, um, or even the little kids who are showing the older kids. <laughs> and uh, it's just an honor to be here today with Stephen Wolf, who is an old friend, and now uh, we finally got together to pull off our podcast recording. So we're here in Patterson in the solid headquarters yes solid HQ welcome to the HQ <laughs> so thank you Steve for being here and uh, you know coming on the podcast I know we've we connected when was that probably six seven months ago or yeah. longer ago yeah we were talking about doing this uh, over the summer and yes and uh, you were in the midst of building this yeah yeah it was like really a crazy time yeah uh, I thought it was gonna go much quicker for us to clean up the space move in rebuild open up but it took uh, it took so long. I don't think we we didn't open for programs and to like invite kids in until September. We signed the lease in May. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everything takes longer than you think it will. Oh, especially yeah. when it comes to like real estate and permitting and yep. 
um, yeah, dealing with a major city mm -hmm. <laughs> to get approvals on things. Mm -hmm. and, oh, very cool. Yeah, and I think, uh, so my reconnect with you is actually because of Matt Baer, who's a previous guest, who you don't know, Matt Baer, but he, at the end of our conversation, um, he brought up, uh, he's like, you know, I th what I want to do next, and he just has, he just, he's got a brand new baby, and he, he's got this cool job where he's like, uh, you know, a, a, an engineer slash creator of, um, you know, metalworks, and he, he, he went from the trade world into this very creative version of it, um, and I know he's, uh, he's like, you know, but what I want to do personally is I want to, I think I want to start like a skate com skateboard company where I make the designs, and, um, you know, original designs, and, and basically have, um, you know, a two-for-one kind of thing where one person buys a skateboard and then one skateboard goes free to anybody who needs it. Um, so kind of a donation vision. And so Matt, you know, I'm sure in the midst of life, you know, will, will one day pull this off because he's that kind of guy. Hmm. And I said, you know, you should know about, I wonder, I wonder what Steve Wolf is up to because hmm. that's an that's a avenue for you to donate these boards. Um, if it's still around, and I, I, you know, I should have been better in touch, but I, I looked you up, I'm like, oh my goodness, they're opening the space in Patterson, blah, yeah. blah, blah. and I'm like, of course this thing's still going. Hmm. So, and, and I, I guess we hadn't talked in 10 years, probably. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So legit at least that, yeah, at least that. Yeah. So, so cool to see what you have been up to and that you were about to open this space, mm -hmm. and, and I just kind of followed along until we connected. Here we are Very neat. Um, in, the, in the midst of uh, since September, so it's December right now, and this building has been open. I came to your open house. It's January right now. Oh, geez, it is January. It's 2022. <laughs> it's How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, I'll just I'll give a disclaimer. I haven't done a podcast in about three weeks because I got hit with the COVID, which wasn't so crazy, but it definitely put a pause on the podcast life. Yeah. And I did announce the Steve Wolf episode was next, which we originally were scheduled for early December meeting. And here we are, though, a month later. So yeah. it, is, it isn't December. It's January. I got it as well. Yeah. I, I got hit uh, end of December and uh, just totally threw off our whole family's Christmas plans. Yeah, same. same. I think it's just like the universal East Coast reality right now. Yeah. Like for, <laughs> I have yeah. so many people that just canceled Christmas. I think everybody Christmas. got it. It seems like it. Yeah. And even if they didn't get tested, they might have got it. Because yeah. if you had a little scraggle throat um, and, and you, you didn't think you had something, you probably did. Because mm -hmm. that was what the version of it. Some people got, and some people got nailed hard, mm -hmm. as you and I discussed brain fog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which <laughs> could be why I said it was December, <laughs> not January. <laughs> but uh, hopefully this variant will kind of uh, be the version, you know that yeah. goes from here forward where most people get a lighter version. Yeah. And they, they, I'm not spreading controversy here. This was officially in uh, studies in America now. So we are official. Yeah. We know that it, it's a lighter version. But here we are. We finally got here. Um, and, but since you've opened up, mm -hmm. I mean, you've had some cool things happen. What was the, uh, I, guess, I guess, what was the demand for this just that made you want to have a space here in Patterson? Um, you had moved the, the parking lot skate parks mm -hmm. to Patterson. Um, when was that? So we were in Midland Park until about 2014. Okay. And doing those mobile kind of like outdoor events, um, they asked us to leave the parking lot. Oh. It seemed that their excuse was essentially uh, they had more tenants than ever. They needed every parking space and all of our equipment. So we were there for probably 
uh, 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and every your year, stuff was always stashed on the side. Exactly. We had it all stored on the side of the parking lot, but every year we're building more and more equipment. And so by 12 years later, we're filling up almost the entire like backside <laughs> of the parking lot, yes. like 20 parking spaces. Sure, sure. So they asked us to leave and we just became this mobile program um, bouncing around from all these borrowed spaces and connected with a bunch of our uh, current friends, Patterson Skaters. And um, in 2000, I just had the, I had the poster up here, I'm looking for it. I think it was 2017, okay. uh, the city of Patterson put a skate park in underneath Route 80. Yeah. And so um, in collaboration with all these guys, basically we started the first uh, Patterson Skate Contest. We call it P-Town Throwdown. All right, nice. And so um, just from there on, kept doing more and more at the Patterson Skate Park. Um, so from 2015 on, we were still homeless, looking for a place and using borrowed space, um, knowing that we needed an indoor space for, for solid, for, yeah. um, for our headquarters. Because of our New Jersey weather. Yeah. I mean, legit. Yep, yep. So we were using um, church auditoriums and, uh, of course, the public skate park spaces and just doing barbecues places. But then once winter hits, it's it's the hardest. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so now we've got this space and we can be open more frequently. And it's, and it's actually pretty warm in here. We're not, uh, yeah. not an old factory space, but yeah. it actually feels warm. and There is heat. It's cozy. I'm sitting, like, sitting on a couch. And the lighting is good. Yeah, I mean, what a great space. So industrial spaces are so cool already, you know, especially in Patterson here. Mm -hmm. There's so many interesting, the old silk factory spaces. Um, what was this building prior to you? It's a, it was exactly that. It was a silk tie okay. manufacturing. Actually, well, before us, it's this company, Glenrow. They were doing um, uh, custom heating and cooling units. Okay. But way back in the day. It was silk yeah, ties. Yeah, it was silk ties. Yeah, we should have wore our ties for this interview. Yeah, I don't know if I own this. Next time. Time. next time. Next time, next <laughs> time. Well, very cool. So, I mean, uh, so there was this desire for indoor just because of, you know, the, the, there's a season you would shut down. And uh, I'm sure there was a desire for pe people like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait, mm -hmm. can't wait. So, and then you might even lose people in the off season. Yeah, yeah and I think on top of that, just the dream of um, more than just a skateboarding space, but also a creative space yeah, yeah. where we could do more programs that are revolving around uh, everything that we love that's like somehow connected to skateboarding like yeah. graphic design photography video editing yeah, yeah. Um, just having a space where kids could like we have computers and so kids could come in here and get on a computer and you know learn illustrator or something like nice, that nice well I, I know from the beginning that was always part of your vision and that's how we connected was you invited me in as an artist to just like you know <laughs> create some art in the mix of these mm -hmm. crazy skate moments I, I think at some point there was a car being smashed and kids and kids skating over it yeah. or around it and and then I had off the side I remember we were doing um, just a long big pieces of paper where I had kids like rolling rolling through this like junky paint. junky skateboard yep. through paint and then rolling it onto the paper and we just kind of made this crazy long abstract thing and then as well I think we had some other we had some panels panels some, yeah. like walls that were yeah. mounted somehow yeah and kids were grass. creating on them yeah yep, yep, yep. were they and like I, spray painting I I think maybe, yeah, I don't, we, <laughs> so I think I did one, just that one major event and maybe mm -hmm. another I was there for, either way, it was, it was um, always cool to see that you were including that as part of the skate world, which, 
which for me, you know, I'm not a skateboarder. I lived on this giant steep hill. We like tried to go on our butts down a skateboard and crash and hurt ourselves. And my parents were like, no more skateboards. And I think it was always interesting though. And I think because of the music I listened to, you know, Dinosaur Jr., big skate connected band, um, so many of the indie rock bands, and then friends of mine who were skaters, you mm -hmm. know. And so there was always, it was my culture, even mm -hmm. if I wasn't a skateboarder, which is the cool thing about skateboarding. There is this subculture. Yeah, it was like a skateboarding adjacent yeah. culture. Yeah, and, it's, and, it, and I think it needed to create that back in the day, in the 80s into the 90s, because it was still like the crime that mm -hmm. <laughs> skateboarding is not a crime. I remember those stickers, you know. And I think, yeah, even now, I'm sure you still deal with that. And uh, I mean, who knows, you know, why? Um, you know, some people don't want that. But I, I mean, I guess for property destruction, it's a theory. Or how these kids even not banging their heads and cracking their skulls on our property is concerned. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's so much of the decisions we make in society are fear-based. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, look at this chaos. Yeah, can't yeah. have that. This is chaos. Yep. So you have always been kind of a sanctuary for, um, for kids, and I, I always think back to my friends who were getting in trouble for skating and, and kind of, all right, wow, this is cool. So, like, there is a place for them now. Mm -hmm. And even to think of, um, I think of Vince Gianni, there was, uh, he did this whole project called um, We Skate Hardcore. It was a bunch of kids who were inline skaters hmm. you know, in Brooklyn. And he was photographing them because he lived in Williamsburg at the time. This is back like 80s, 90s. Hmm. And uh, the thing that they kept coming up against was the, they, they built under the BQE, I think it was, a skate park hmm. with ramps and everything. But then the town would just clear it out. Yep. And so the cool thing that you've always had was like permission, which is this kind of like, that's like such an anti-skateboarder mentality, Steve. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you it's... <had> permission. <laughs> when, I, when I look back at kind of how we've evolved and how, how far we've come through the years it's like um, it's kind of miraculous to think about like we had this this property owner whose concern and priority is his own safety of his business yeah and he invited us to like set up skateboarding events and basically have free run of his property he, yeah. he just owned an industrial park Millen Park self-storage. Yeah. He allowed us to put this ramp in the grass, and that was always up. And then our equipment was stored on the side of his parking lot. And yeah. the, the dude was a wealthy businessman. And he somehow was like, yeah. I trust. I trust. You guys can come and do that That's on right. my property. How did you meet that gentleman? That, that, was, was, that was the connection through. Um, so we joined. We left uh, the church parking lot in 2001. Uh, our previous iteration of it was called Shiloh Skate Park, okay. 99 to 2001. And then we joined with this other nonprofit called Touch the World. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that was 2002, and we changed the name to Solid Foundation. So the executive director at Touch the World at the time had uh, all these connections and relationships um, all over the place. And so he connected with this guy uh, who owned Midland Park Self Storage and yeah, sold yeah. them on. The, the trustworthiness of a bunch of punk skateboarders <laughs> coming onto his property. Yeah, well, with you know the, the fact that you had permission and and very possibly I I don't know was there really like all the correct insurance policies in place and stuff? Yeah, um, so yeah. Was. Wow. So yep. you actually had even to that level of legitimacy, mm -hmm. and and I think what it allowed for was something to be uh, continuous mm -hmm. and not just be 
destroyed by the local town saying, no, we don't want these kids here. Let's get rid of their, let's smash up the ramps that they spent six months building. Right. And so you had that awesome, you know, thing really like uh, the secret of your success, I guess. And the secret of all these kids, like having a cool place to hang out was Mm -hmm. Steve kind of did it by the book. (laughs) <laughs> which is you know, which is yeah, great. Like there's an element of that. Like we had the insurance in place. We had like the uh, the structural kind of like organization. But at the same time, like you said, we had these car smash events. <laughs> I know. It's so know? Like, <laughs> well, it's, it, it just goes to show you like you can like have an awesome spontaneity and and, and as long as you clean up well, right, you know, right. like clean you up have, the glass, clean up and, the glass, and, 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 and there's no evidence on Monday morning <laughs> right. where people are popping tires as they pull in the lot. You know, it's like yeah. you could have like all of the the energy of wow, this is such a like I've never experienced something like this before, mm-hmm. and and I do think that uh, you know I know Touch the World is a Christian mission minded uh, um, organization, and I do think often, especially you know, like we talk about American uh, puritanism sometimes, hmm. and I think it's like one of the biggest faults of America and why people are so judgy of each other. It's like, mm. well, you know, you're not a purist. You're not this, you're not that. Mm. But I think there's room, um, you know, within even like, a, I, I always think from my own faith experiences in my life too, it's, it's like the edginess of like climbing a mountain was motivated by seeking the divine or seeking God. Mm. But it's, it was completely like risk-taking and exhilarating to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, wow, I feel like I'm on the edge of life and death and how cool is this and I feel fully alive and I think I was desperate for that because I grew up in the woods and was like hmm. looking for some sort of adventure that was like like amazing like I want to live a movie I want to live I want to live this crazy thing so everything from that to hitchhiking around the country whatever the heck I was doing mm-hmm. which was always like on the edge and I was always like I love that I can do this hmm. and I'm not supposed to do this mm-hmm. and I almost felt like you know, so much of Christianity was like, no, no, you got to do it this way. You mm-hmm. can't have purple hair. I'm sorry. You're like, you got to look a certain way. You got to do a certain thing. Um, but there was also just these, there's people who got it. And I guess led by the spirit is hmm. kind of the goal more than, more than like, here's the dogma of this religion. Mm-hmm. And those, those people encouraged me to be fully alive and like, mm. no, no, like go be fully alive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and more than anything, I guess, you know, my relationship with, with God pushed me out that way. Hmm. And even said, do the riskiest thing ever and go study art in art school and, you know, all those kind of like, who are you things. And I guess for, for you, you know, similarly, it's like, is, is it, would that be accurate? Like you always tried to just be fully yourself and, and you didn't feel discouraged, although you might have, there might have been some subcultures in that religion mm-hmm. world that were like, what the heck is Steve Wolf doing? How are we approving this? Yeah. Did you ever feel pushback or... Or feel like you just were doing your thing and you never got, mm. got, got put into a corner. Yeah, you know, in those, in those days, in that version of Solid, I would say that it was this, this weird dynamic of um, we were too religious for the skateboarding community, yeah. <laughs> right? But then we were not religious enough for the Christian community. Sure, we sure. were like these weird kind of like, like too worldly so to speak yeah, for like yeah. the for the religious community and um and I, I think i always felt a desire to um prove myself and yeah. and like i i had these like 
made up milestones of like, you know, once I get to this point, um, you know, maybe it's like uh, once I'm married, uh, when I'm married and I have a wife and a mortgage, then people be like, oh, he's legit now. And then it didn't happen. So then it's like once I have a kid, then they're like, all right, now he's serious. He's he's still doing this thing. And uh, it didn't happen then. And then it's like, all right, maybe when I'm 30, then I'll be like, (laughs) it'll be legitimate. And this was specifically (laughs) among like the religious community? Yeah, yeah. Or or even like... It was probably... Like relatives of yours are like, what? Does he have a job? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably mostly like my own self-doubt and perceived feeling of like... um, there's legit organizations out there and then there's me yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like how do I prove myself sure well I think it's it's so that's that's the artist in you and, and I know you you think like an artist whether or not you have a canvas and paint in front of you there's a mm-hmm. there's a vision mm-hmm. and there's all the pieces and you, you line up all the tools and it's like your studio's prepped ready to go and then you just make these happenings happen which is what yes is, you know you're, you're like the modern-day Andy Warhol like creating mm-hmm. happenings and I but without Ever, you know, without the chaos of like, um, kind of uh, the mayhem of art, because it's got actually something that's there, which is skateboarding, which mm-hmm. is like the universal one thing that's kind of been con- continuous. I love that analogy, um, and it really, like, I saw it. Um, it occurred to me that this is like an aspect of leadership in art. I was at a uh, Yancey concert. Mm. And uh, I guess it, the tour was uh, Go. And um, just like watching his performance and how it was more than just a, a live concert, but it was this full like visual yeah, yeah, performance yeah. In, tied into the music. And to me, it was like, this is, this is visionary leadership. Like yeah. the guy had not only the music in mind, but like what the images are gonna be on stage. Sure, sure. And every single, thing had to be lined up perfectly and it's like all right that's kind of like what i'm doing here yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, i've got this dream i've got this vision for a facility and i need to uh just figure out you know who's gonna go where and what's gonna happen yeah, when. Yeah, so delegation all that leadership stuff like mm-hmm. right, which person is gonna lead this part of this thing wonderfully yeah and, and even to the degree where you could just trust them like listen this is my vision but you go with my version as foundation and then go bigger yeah. to your vision, which yeah. is going to be even cooler than mine. That's why you're the one I chose. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Yes. And I, so I, I mean, I do, you know, I guess I brought up the artist thing too, because there's also this uh, just kind of level of self-doubt because an artist is always mm-hmm. forging a new path mm-hmm. and therefore there's no template mm-hmm. and there's no like how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you have the mortgage and the house and the children and the wife. And so you've done like the American dream, like, mm. you know, standard, like, you know, the, I, I, I've achieved um, just kind of like f- family foundational, like mm-hmm. you've got those normal things, I guess yep. you could say. So the best of that yep. world. Two and a half kids. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going for the uh, nuclear family. Sorry. We can't. We, that's no longer the goal. I don't know what the goal is anymore. One child. <laughs> I like, and people are breaking all the rules because the amount of people I know who have like four or five children, I'm like, oh, that seems to be a little trend. Yeah, we, we broke the rules with uh, cats. There you go. I think we have too many cats. How many? Five. Oh, he's got five <laughs> cats. So that just fits with your eccentric... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I think, and, and with that, I guess forging your own path, um, creating something that's new, like is, is there a skate park that exists like yours? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, so there is some. There are some people that you've kind of mm-hmm. maybe mentored you into this a little bit. We're, there we're, are nonprofit organizations like ours around the world. Nice. And um, I think through the years we've all tried to like connect with each other and learn from each other. And that's great. That's been uh, yeah, absolutely. Is helpful. there anyone local? Around this East Coast, um, yeah, actually in New Jersey, there's an organization called Freedom. All right, down in Trenton. Nice, and they're nonprofit. It's still far away. It, it's, no, there's yeah. nothing here. It's, a, it's only it's enough of a trek that we're not, um, you know, in competition. Yeah, which is nice. And yeah. I and I think you know it probably could be, um, yeah, this is something that would benefit any urban center. Mm-hmm. I could see you know solid Newark. You know, I could see absolutely you know, like, and even. You know, in places where people have easy access, you know, suburbia, mm-hmm. version, whatever. And I, so with that in mind, I mean, all right, so you got these. So did Freedom and Trend kind of give you directives or help to get here? Um, we, we've been around longer than them. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we've been we've been getting to know each other and uh, we were on the phone community, earlier community. this year. Yeah. Just yeah. like talking about, hey, what can we um, learn from each other. How can I share what I've learned yeah. and uh, best practices and all that good stuff? And you know, nice. what does fundraising look like? And yeah. all the questions that we all have. Do you go the route of grant writing? And we have had some success. Yeah. Um, I think the the most success we've had in fundraising is just like uh, one-time donors and um, friends and family. Yeah. Just sharing the vision. Yeah. and asking for support. Um, grant writing is a little more time consuming sure. and difficult to get the really big stuff, the big gifts. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're trying to move in that direction for okay. sure. Well, there's definitely stuff out there, right? And I guess yeah. even, you know, I, I think some of it's not available until you are in an urban center mm-hmm. and that's something. And you, and you can start talking about, you know, urban renewal and you can use some of the language that mm-hmm. grants like as well as for the people of the city you know mm-hmm. not just for outsiders and all that chaos that, that too many too many ventures end up gentrifying places rather than being for the community and, and yeah the, I mean the the uh, yeah I guess the coolest thing was coming to your open house and just seeing the variety of people um, yeah, people from like your cousin I met to mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. just yeah the kids from town yeah uh, and uh, so many creative people too like you know just the graphic design guy I met mm-hmm. and just all these guys I was meeting and even just you know everybody from the kids skating or the, the young adults there's you know looks like twenty year olds you know still skating doing yeah. the thing yeah and I, I think I, I saw Steve Wolf on a skateboard in his in his forties you know. but the uh, <laughs> did I skate that no I don't I did I, I, yeah, <laughs> I saw you within the land I may have rolled. <laughs> I think I saw it on a video, <laughs> but even even the, even like the guy who was making the chicken and waffles was just a, such a cool guy. Yeah. And yeah. do you know that guy? Or did you just found people to bring in. Yeah. Just uh, nope. Do not know him, but just found uh, local. We wanted to go completely just like local businesses. Yeah. yeah. Whether it was a vendor or a you know a food truck, yeah. just wanted to support. So even they, like. The guy who did our printing for all the okay. photos that were around the room. Nice. So everybody from Patterson. Everybody from yeah. Patterson. Great. Yeah, and it just felt like that. It felt like a community event. It mm-hmm. felt like this was not an outsider event. It mm-hmm. felt like, okay, Steve has fully like found a way to make this a community center, which is the vision, right? So you yeah. got skate, skate. You got, you got these uh, art workshops or whatever else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so very cool. I, and I know you've, you know, the 
at this point you're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So yep. when did you establish that? So back when we connected with Touch the World, we um, had to. So I, I don't want to ramble about the That's the nice. intricacies of a nonprofit, but there's two phases of yeah. forming a nonprofit. You've got to incorporate, and then you got to get the 501c3. Yeah. So um, we incorporated in 2002, and then fully got our separate 501c3 in 2014 when we became independent. Yeah. And so today we're an independent nonprofit organization. Nice. Um, so before that, you were just under the umbrella of Touch the World. Exactly. And is that often how a nonprofit forms? Is like under an umbrella? Um, it's different for everybody because it's always. I mean, it's about organization, you know, structure, kind of supporting, mm -hmm. you know, whatever every every little nuances of running something responsibly. Right? Yeah, so. it's it's absolutely more helpful to have a parent organization to take care of the yeah. uh, administrative and the, you know, receipts and all the things that have to happen. Um, even like the IRS reports and things like that. Um, so we had to, to learn that yeah, yeah. as we became independent in 2014. 2014. Definitely a <laughs> learning curve. I feel like sure. because of that, we're um, even though we started back in you know late '90s, incorporated in 2002, we're like a young organization. Sure. Yeah. At times it feels like that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, still forging new paths, which is yeah. You know, it's they say, man, if you do what you love, you're always young. So. Yeah. So young, yeah. we're ever going to be an old organization. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the um, just talk about this phase of of, of solid. And I know Solid with a period at the end these mm -hmm. days. So mm -hmm. Solid Foundation is still the, the, the company name or the, the nonprofit name? The nonprofit is, uh, so we changed the name from Solid Foundation Skate Park to Solid Foundation Youth Outreach. Okay. And um, really, we wanted to clarify that it's not just a skate park, but really we're a full encompassing youth organization. And so. Um, uh, and also for the sake of like trying to get grants and yeah. things like that, we wanted to make it more clear that we're not just a business. Sure. Uh, yeah. And at this point, independent and not connected with Touch the World, so mm -hmm. you have your own mission, mm -hmm. not underneath someone else's mission. Yep. Is yeah. that a part of the desire to go independent? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Touch the World is still like a great uh, friend organization, if that's like a, a thing. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, like, you know, Corporations we, have rights. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. We hang out. Our organizations <laughs> hang out. Um, Corporations are people too. That was the line. Wasn't that the political <laughs> line at some point? Not that I want to bring that up. But. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love and respect Touch the World. Um, but I felt like at the time, we were just growing in a different direction. Sure. And um, even like just like the way that we uh, talk about ourselves and describe the work that we do, it's very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I'm thinking of a back in the day version, you know, it's, it was it really a minded of kind of a, a missionary mindset versus now, which is more just community mindset and, and build up. I mean, you can't help but ever, I guess you, know, you can't kick God out of anything even no matter what we do, <laughs> even though we try. Um, but I, I guess you know that there's definitely like a, a very defined thing, which is like evangelization versus sure, sure. community building, which is uh, almost uh, 
no, I guess no ulterior motive of like trying to get kids into the church. Mm-hmm. You just want kids to hang out. It's solid. I mean, what, what would you say? Yeah, about that. I would say that's that's pretty accurate. You know, back when we first started, um, it was very much focused on um, we've got to we've got to convert kids to uh, our faith and. Um, what was it? Was the desire to share something that you fully embraced, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not a dirty mindset. It's, a, it's like, right. I, I love this. I want other people to know it. Yeah, it was um, coming from a pure heart of um, hope. And um, I felt that I had the right answers yeah. to um, understanding God. And, um, and part of that Part of with that comes the mission of spreading the message yeah, and yeah. making sure other people um, hear it too and, and find the hope that I have. And so, um, uh, yeah, along with that comes the structure of, all right, everybody stop skating. <laughs> Put the boards down. Sure, sure. It's time to uh, come over here and listen to me preach because yeah. we've, got, we've got some good news for you to hear about. And so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, and I, 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 I love that sincere desire. I, I, I sometimes felt, I guess, I just kind of being on the, in that world also. Um, but when I do an art show, I just want to do an art show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to preach at the end of it. And even if I'm, I'm making a song mm-hmm. or a piece of writing, it doesn't always have to have that little, mm-hmm. I guess, miniature altar call. Um, and I, yeah, I think that was the that was the mindset back in the late '90s, early 2000s, was to like justify the work of you know if you're gonna um, have some kind of a skateboarding nonprofit ministry, then there needs to be very clear metrics of like all right, how many kids. How many kids raised their hand this week sure, sure. to uh, to pray? That, so there's that pressure even from people supporting you, like, hey, are, For you, sure. are you doing For this? Sure. Yeah, is this still going? Mm-hmm. Kids coming to church? You know? Yeah. Um, and it's so now different. So I think um, it all started to change for me as I just started asking more and more questions yeah. of like, um, the first question would probably have been how did Jesus do it? How did Jesus communicate his message and faith with the crowds? And um, then the next question came probably in like 2007 or 8, I'm starting to wrestle through. um, All right, we've got a lot of kids that come through and have no interest in topics of faith. So like, what if, what if a kid was like, wow, this, this, the whole skate thing is cool. I love skating with these guys, and uh, I'm curious about the Bible, so I'm going to start reading it. Yeah. So my question was, what would that first-timer decide is the most important thing if he read the Bible, you know, yeah. based on, like, a conversation with us? He's like, you know, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what the Bible has to say. Yeah. So I started reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, from that that kid's mentality. I wanted to read it from the fresh eyes of a first timer. And so, um, yeah, back then I just got, uh, I think it was fast. It was a fascinating experiment. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I totally recommend it for anybody who's 
um, been a part of Christianity or you know the church for a long time. It's it's fresh kind of a fresh eyes. Yeah, just like pretend you've never heard any of this before. Yeah, yeah. And um, doing that was frustrating because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was not doing ministry the way that I was doing ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you should be doing it this way. Like, how yeah. come you're not? Like, he would feed the 5,000 5, or, you know, however many people it was. And where's the altar call? Like, yeah, where's yeah, yeah. the opportunity? Like, he's the creator of the universe. He should be, this is what I'm thinking at the time, like, he should be making everything crystal clear and being like, all right, everybody, thanks for eating our food. Now it's time to listen to me preach. Sure, sure. And here's the, the salvation message. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was really the beginning of kind of trying to wrestle through what does this look like talking to people about faith and yeah. what works. And sure. what's, yeah. I guess what's most authentic to you, what's most, you know, what's, uh, yeah, what's, what's going to, going to be just genuine human beings living amongst a community together and it it doesn't it doesn't have to be so uh you can only be here if you subscribe or something like that yes and that was another question that i was wrestling through is um is this a place where everyone feels welcome regardless of their response yeah to our message yeah and uh I wanted to be able to say yes to that. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I, mean, I, I have teenagers now, hmm. um, and I, yeah, my wife and I are both have faith. You know, we're Catholic. You know, for all you audience members who are trying to guess my faith, um, <laughs> <laughs> and even this podcast itself, like it's not the agenda. Mm -hmm. I just want to be genuinely good at sharing. Uh, a platform for conversations with artists and creative people mm. um, and I just want to genuinely be a good father to my kids and and my kids you know you know sure they, they've kind of bared with our, mm. our faith and at this point as they're coming of age which is exactly what I did I'm like I'm out <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't want to go to church I'm done and and I've had to wrestle with like okay how do I love my child I could try to convince them that this is something that matters because it matters to me um, but I've, you know, I've just shared and honestly, genuinely given mm. them, you know, my, why this is important already. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of redundant. Mm. I just realized like, what's most important is just loving my kids. And that's like what I have. Mm -hmm. And there's no philosophy or, you know, C.S. Lewis was very good at it. I'm not mm. such, such a good, uh, you know, uh, Apologetist, you know, but it's not even the goal. Like it's mm -hmm. God, God's the one who grants a gift of faith, so it's not even not my business at this point. Mm. My business is, it is. I, I will always think about that and pray for that. But I think uh, I just gotta love my kids, mm -hmm. no matter where they're at, mm -hmm. no matter what they're doing, you know. And I'm not gonna like kick them out <laughs> because they don't want to come with us. I, I I will say to them, well, this is our family culture. You're coming with us to church, mm -hmm. whatever. But it's mm. not about uh, force-feeding force is not true faith. Mm -hmm. It's not anything real. It's like, it's, it's a gift. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of an awesome gift that I, I didn't hear because someone said anything very magical. Mm -hmm. It's because it was the right time, right place. Uh, I was desperate for something different. Mm. I, I was very much still living in the world. Um, just didn't trust it. 
Mm. I, was, I was annoyed with like how uh, the promises of what I was going towards were just like failing me left and right. And mm. that's part of why I was open to something else. And just looked up into the sky and saw the stars going on forever. And that was a little bit of convincing I needed. It was like, wait, there's something mm. else? There's something more? Okay. Mm. And so that day, I think, comes for everybody, whether or not you can name it. Mm. But I realized with my kids, and maybe this is, I guess I'm saying this for the sake of this organization. Hmm. Of course, we're kind of just going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this conversation's going. Um, but it's kind of cool to just love people mm-hmm. with the love of God, because that's the source of all love. Mm-hmm. But without such like a heavy agenda of like, well, if I do this, they'll be convinced. No, I just want to love my kid. Yeah. And love them where the heck they're at. And even to like help like steer their life plans, like, well, I, I could see you doing this instead. But even that is too heavy handed. Like mm-hmm. I, that's not even like faith issue. That's just like I want you to have a better job than the one you're going for. Like even that is like I don't I think if I push too hard, you're just gonna go the opposite direction. Yeah. And so for some in reality it's just loving people and seeing their needs. And fulfilling their needs and just loving people. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be something that it's the almighty presence and love of God in the world mm-hmm. without too much of a, hey, here's the, here's the line you gotta say. Mm-hmm. Here's what you gotta do to yep. get my stamp. And my son says, Dad, you've been, ver-, you know, he's like, Dad, you're like the only Christian I know who doesn't judge everybody. And then, I, and then every so often, he's like, why are you judging me? And I'm like, oh, I lost him. He, I was the only <laughs> Christian he knew. He didn't judge everybody. <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I know that he knows who I am. He's seen who I am. And mm. he knows how I defend even the kid in the neighborhood. Everybody's pissed at because mm-hmm. he's the drug dealer. And, and I don't want him dealing drugs. I was like, but I was like, man, someone's got to reach that kid. It's not just like judge him and kick him out. Like, we got to love that kid. Because mm-hmm. obviously nobody is. Yeah. And that's, it's like the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm. I, I, I feel like, I guess that's what I felt when I walked in here mm. for your open house. I just feel, felt like people were like alive, full mm. of joy and full of like feeling loved. I mean, I, f- I think that's something. Yeah. You definitely built a community. I really like how you explain that as like, that's the goal. It's just as simple as love. Yeah. And um, I think that's been a, an aspect of my journey is making sense of, well, what's, what's the goal? Uh, and back when I was starting this whole thing, I think a lot of it was like, well, the goal of Christianity is because people like we're, we're trying to get people saved out of the the eternal flames of hell, yeah. and um, that's it's as simple as that. And so there was that, like I said before, like so much of what we do is based on fear, and so um, the fear of like. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want my friends to go to hell. Yeah. So of course I have to like preach this message to everybody. Yeah. But um, it's almost, it's almost like uh, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think something just got missed, got mixed up in the past 2000 years of kind of like how Christianity's evolved. And yeah. when I did that experiment of like revisiting Jesus from the first timers perspective, it seemed that that wasn't, super much like a real priority to him um getting people rescued from these flames of hell and he did talk so much about allowing people to feel loved and the guy who's beat up and left for dead 
Yeah. And um, it's 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 defining, redefining what the heck love is. Yeah. It's really the, the gospel message. And, and 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 when with love comes freedom, which would be freedom from death, even and sure. the hell's flames, whatever. But it's like love is the first one. The the awesome reaction to mm. accepting and living in love and loving and putting it out there as well. Uh, the consequences of that mm. are uh, you know very well may be and and you know if if there's hell, <laughs> I, you know love has conquered it you know and it's the mm. ultimate message right yeah. so and uh, you know him him sacrificing love mm-hmm. uh, sacrificial love which is a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're invited. That's like, yeah. to me, the exciting thing about like here and now, we're invited to live in that sacrificial kind of lifestyle of um, this is what it looks like yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to give of myself for my neighbor. And, and the reality is this is the other reality. It's like we're all called to different things, right? You're not a pastor. No. You're Steve Wolf, the skateboard yes. uh, community guy. So, so with that it's it's that's what you have to be mm. and that's like genuine living mm-hmm. and providing this uh it's all about relationships with people right so you know you describe this place thrives off of friends and family oh, mm. oh my goodness that's you got a lot of friends and family <laughs> <laughs> this place is huge and it's, it's and it's 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 uh financially stable which is great and i guess your job you know and i, I think the people at this point who are supporting you know all right steve's steve doing just his thing um but it's it's not just his thing hmm. it's a thing that seems to be very much so uh a great thing in the world um, aka a mission from god that god needs for this to happen in patterson and hmm. whatever um at the same time community just building community and like you know Whatever the heck that is. Mm. So, what does it look like right now? What's the coolest thing that happened uh, in the past month? All right, let's go two months ago since you had COVID recently, and it's mm. been the holidays. Yeah, um, open house that you came to was an absolute blast. I was really curious to see um, what was the what was the night going to look like because yeah. we were just inviting everybody. We invited all our skaters, which are most many from Patterson. Um, we invited alumni, which are many from outside of Patterson, um, and then we invited donors and community friends and leaders and um so it was like you said before it was it was quite a diverse group of people um you had a bunch of young kids skateboarding and a bunch of old people just kind of like walking around hanging out getting to know each other it was it was awesome it was really um i think just a glimpse of our vision for this place and um yeah you hit, hit the moment right um it was it was kind of like uh, a time of trust mm-hmm. uh, in terms of COVID. Um, it was a time of low numbers in terms yes. of COVID. Yes, thank It's amazing that, yeah. that you found that little window before it, it spiked <laughs> before, again like yeah. a month later. Um, and it felt comfortable. Like mm-hmm. some people were full on masked up. Some people were like, hey, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the whole world has been lately. Mm-hmm. So or during that time. And, uh, yeah, now it, now it would be much harder to pull off that event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's great you had that that kind of blast off moment, and it seemed like a also a significant okay, how many decades later moment for mm. you for you from the start of this thing to yeah. now. Yeah, planning that event was definitely um, 
there were some emotional moments. You know, yeah. we, we printed out photos from the past 20 years yeah. and we're kind of, we wanted to give some sneak peek into this year, 2022 is our 20th anniversary. And so we kind of gave some, a uh, little bit of a story uh, through photos from the past 20 years of yeah. solid and uh, just looking through some of those photos and some of the faces and people that uh, I'm still in touch with today. It's yeah. like, it was a really neat and really special uh, thing to be a part of just creating the whole night. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. All right, so, uh, but beyond that, so since doors have opened, so when do you have skate, when skate hours and when does, when do things happen? So, um, I feel like we're, we're kind of short staffed at this point and we're yeah. doing the most that we can, uh, to open up and it's currently Mondays and Wednesdays. Right. So Mondays, uh, we open up, kids come four to six and skate and, uh, Wednesdays we're open from four to eight yeah. and, um, this week just got some uh, some great news that these two new people are coming on board. Oh, cool. Got um, a director, not a director, a, uh, a skate park manager. Nice. And right. then a skate, skate park assistant. Great. So um, just look forward to offering more skate nights yeah, and awesome. programs and um, yeah, and then on top of that, just the, the whole art department and life skills and um, even in the middle of the summer when we were busy with painting and rebuilding and organizing our, our uh, program director, Emma, she organized some really great life skills workshops and we taught uh, resume writing nice. and uh, interview prep. And um, yeah, it seemed just really, uh, it was exciting to see guys come in and take advantage of what we were offering, but then also tell their friends. Yeah. Had a few people call and say, hey, I heard you guys are doing this workshop. I need a resume. Sure. Can I come through? Awesome. And um, yeah, I saw a few people get jobs from it. Good, good. So. Yeah, that's the, like just, yeah, that's, that's the real life stuff, right? The real life stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, how do I get a job? And I, you know, I, I, I've helped people like smooth out their resume. I, I don't know how expert I am at that. But, uh, but for sure, I mean, it's first impressions. It's like, it's everything. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, mm -hmm. you never learned how to do that. Right. I, I think the only reason I know how to do it is because my mom showed me, here's my template for the last job I applied for. Like, but nobody even did that in college. Mm -hmm. like, and what an essential life skill. <laughs> to be ready for an interview, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was fascinating to me to observe because like, I've been doing this for <laughs> pretty much my whole life. I haven't had Steve to never go had to too many interview. interviews. <laughs> But to hear, hear like the guy who led it was just talking about, here's some basic questions that every interviewer is going to ask yeah. you. And um, for kids to feel prepared and equipped to answer simple things like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. You know, to go into a meeting or to uh, that kind of a environment prepared, sure. it just makes all the difference. And it, gives, it gives a kid more confidence to yeah. hopefully be successful and that's get the great. job. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. So, so this mindset of... Uh, young people uh, fulfilling their needs, uh, fully making this community center. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have lots of skateboarding. Yeah. But there's all these cool things that, mm -hmm. that are just like, let me, let me help you get the cash at the job. It's going to help you, you know, get a board and yeah. come enjoy yourself you know, next time. Be more successful and yeah. get involved giving back and doing something great for the community. Yeah, there's a real dignity to that. It's nice. Great. Something that we've uh, discovered through the years is just that as skateboarders, we have this unique ability to get up 
failure after failure. Yeah. And um, so we're, we're trying to help kids to take that resilience and that grit and just apply it elsewhere in life. So, um, so I was the guinea pig to do the first workshop for the first art department workshop here. And uh, as I was planning my curriculum for um, Stencil and Design 101, yes. um, thinking through, all right, how do we connect skateboarding to this? Okay. And uh, that's, that's, yeah, this whole yeah. board right here kind of tells that story. Yeah. Um, so for guys to think through the building blocks of skateboarding, that you don't just jump on a board and go and, you know, grind a rail, a uh, 10-stair handrail, yeah. you've got a you've got building blocks that lead up to it. Yeah. So what are the very, very basic building blocks of skateboarding? And it's like, we forget those things. Yeah. You know, we forget that we spent hundreds of hours just learning how to push sure. and balance on this thing. Yeah. And so what if we could plan as we're becoming creatives or artists or you know, if we wanna start a band, whatever it is, I know I'm going to put in hundreds of hours yeah. just to learn this basic building block sure. for you know whatever the new skill is, and going into it with that mentality definitely you know, yeah, makes well, it it's, easier. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the teacher in you now. So you got so you know this thing very well, but you have to again put yourself in the shoes of, of the first timer. Mm -hmm. this, this time about skateboarding, right? So that first timer experience, like oh, like it's scary to get on that thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, my kids like. I brought them here hoping they get a little bug, you know, like, but again, we live on a hill. <laughs> there is a parking lot nearby, but the gravel leaves way too late. Uh, <laughs> it's always like, <laughs> come on, it's April, get rid of the gravel already. Mm. But um, there's definitely uh, some good tennis courts, which we're not allowed to skateboard on. But anyway, the, uh, the reality is for sure, um, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, mm -hmm. even like we, we snowboard, we ski, mm. but there's, I, I don't know what I... It, it, they're very much like me, it's, mm -hmm. and, my, and my wife's pretty gutsy, but mm. it's like that just initial, like, I, I don't kind of want to do that until I know how to do that. <laughs> so yeah. Like, what is that basic building block to, like, make me feel comfortable with just standing on the board, taking one foot off the push? Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, all right. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a, for, a, for a veteran of skateboarding to go back and think, mm -hmm. oh, how did I figure that out? And creating a, an environment where it's, okay to be the beginner you yeah, know it's okay yeah. to be just learning and i think that's part of the intimidation for maybe kids like yours who are like ah you know that it looks cool but i want to get to this point i want to yeah, get yeah. to the top of the mountain Before without I... taking like you know all the trails to get up there yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's harder to well it's just it's just recognizing that you've got to take the the trail to get there. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's something you've, you've, you've fostered which in here, which is kind of awesome. So that's these young kids coming in. And then you got, I mean, it, you're not alone though, that's the cool thing. So you got these guys who have been skating for years mm -hmm. and love it so much and it's like, no, no, little man, let me show you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that happens all the time. Yep. And that's not, even, that's not even you prop, you're not even saying it to them. Right. They're just here to skate. Yeah. Like, no, no, let me show you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's, that's pretty great. And that's what they say too. It's like, little man, little man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty great. So that, I mean, I think that's that's the beauty of any anything that's mm. uh, yeah about community. I mean, skateboarding you're you're an individual on a board, but it's definitely a, a social just subculture. Yeah, and that subculture is community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the subcultures get a bad name sometimes, but it's no, it's community. Mm -hmm. Like this is what 
what is uh, our common bond, what we have in common, mm -hmm. and it's it's why we can love each other and take care of each other and, other, and all the other aspects of life too, which I yeah. guess is the, the mindset here. Mm -hmm. It's like so. the, the common bond of going to a concert, you know, your favorite band. Everybody in the room is so hyped to hear, you know, that yeah, band, yeah. Dinosaur Jr. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we come in here and it's like we share that common bond of the pain that we've all <laughs> gone through of like bashing your shins and rolling your ankles and just like... That's the cool thing about skateboarding and BMX biking, and I, it happens less in skiing and snowboarding, um, all these street sports. Hmm. Um, the the amount of highlight videos that are about the crash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's either fails. it's either like, or so you're watching like an hour of the highlights of mm -hmm. everything going well, but it always, after credits it's like all the crashes. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's not bloopers. No, it's like I broke my leg. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Which is very. So have you broken a bone? Uh, no, no, thankfully, knock on wood. Um, I have torn my ACL, yeah. so I had a major knee <laughs> surgery back in like 03 or something. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have two screws in my knee right now, right. holding it together, I guess. <laughs> Will they ever, that's, that's like something not to ever be removed? Yeah, they're there. They're, they're there just, for life. Yeah, they're my, uh, I got screws in my knees. <laughs> Telling your my souvenir. <laughs> nice. So what's, um, We've been going for a while here, but I definitely want to hear like what your kind of vision now that you are here. Your 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 solid has a mm -hmm. true foundation, mm -hmm. like a literal brick and mortar foundation. Um, and now, what's your what's your vision? What's the what's the plans? Well, um, to continue just expanding what we can offer and yeah. what we can do, and um, eventually, I want to be open every day where kids are yeah. showing up after school and they can uh, get you know whether it's open studio hours and do some work on the, yeah. uh, you know, do some design work or maybe get some homework help yeah, and yeah. Uh, some just real basic stuff so that um, needs are being met. And then at the same time, needs are being met in the skate community so that there's a place for kids to skate every night. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, so for that uh, and a few other reasons that I can't uh, talk about publicly just yet, we are actively looking for a new place. Oh, really? And uh, I feel like we've outgrown this this spot pretty quickly. Oh, wow. That's um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, imagining the tutoring center right next to the skate ramp. That tutoring center is not going to be have much yeah, focus, it's, right? it's really hard. So, <laughs> so the kids are like, I just want to go on the ramp. I don't really care about the math right, right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we have experienced that. Um, when I was leading the first uh, stencil design workshop, I realized that kids are skating in the room right there door, yeah. as we're trying to have a like lecture of yeah. just illustrator 101 a few times <laughs> the young kids are just like when is this going to be over <laughs> um, I just want to skate and I'm like trust me you're going to love this it, it was actually the older guys, guys in their like twenties, who were more yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got like, it. This yeah, is a skill I, I can this probably stuff. take yeah. advantage of. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah, you got to choose your audience wisely for certain workshops. Mm -hmm. For sure. But yeah, I could yeah. I could imagine the tutoring center like all right, after school, yeah, hang out, drop off center, mm -hmm. you know, for for fun, but also like oh, you need help with homework. Okay, that's 
mom and dad said you were coming here for homework. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. You're not here to skate right now. Yeah, it'll it'll yeah. probably have to be a little more structured. It's like, yeah. you know, 3.30 to 4.30. Yeah. You know, yeah. all the boards are down. Yep. We've got to get some stuff done. And then, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like a kid trying to create, for, you know, finish an art project. Yeah, yeah well, the that, I can imagine it actually being very fruitful, like even if all ages kind of... Uh, listen, we got the computer labs over there. Mm -hmm, Welcome, mm -hmm. you know, you, you guys can come back if you want to come at four thirty. But for right now, like, listen, yeah, like I know you need a job, dude. Get on there and, and finish you know, your resume. Look, look, yeah, finish your res. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, buddy, you gotta get past. You gotta get through English class. So just right. Sit here for a minute. Yep. Here's, here's a book, real quick. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the book you're supposed to be reading. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, so I can imagine, uh, yeah, that just being, uh, yeah, part of the the culture. Mm -hmm. of, this place not only uh, for the fun mm -hmm. and the and the development of everything skateboarding could teach you about life even yeah which as you described the failures and getting up again and again and again I think it's a major lesson that the grit of uh, I say resiliency is down this is the reality of mm. uh, you know post remote learning and education mm. yeah my students it's like resiliency is way down mm. and independence is like way up and I'm like well that doesn't work. Mm. So independence way up means I'm just going to go on my phone because that's what I did during remote learning. Yeah. Instead of saying, I don't understand, Mr. Delilah, what mm. I'm supposed to do. Yeah. There's not, nobody's doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to them and saying, hey, I can tell you don't understand because you're looking at TikTok. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, I didn't get it. So I just was waiting for you. But I was like, but you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you didn't tell yeah. me you needed help. Like, I'm just guessing. <laughs> And that, I was like, I know that hamster is making the dust storm looks awesome on TikTok, but I, you know, <laughs> what, what do you need help with? Yeah. And, and really, oh, man. And some, that's so true. I, I don't think I ever made that connection of resiliency yeah. being down. Like my daughter, I have uh, uh, an 11 year old, she's my youngest. And yeah. um, I'm, you know, every day I ask her, did yeah. you finish your homework? <laughs> yeah, right? sure. And she's like, well, I didn't understand something. So I just emailed the teacher and uh, so I'm done with that. Called it. Yeah. Wait, that's, that's what remote learning what? was. Dude, that's what it taught them. <laughs> and it's like, it's like insane. Like for the first time ever, kids don't know what they have to hand in until it's already overdue. Mm. And they look on the online grade book and they're like, oh crap, I yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. I'm like, I've been saying it every day, but it's like, yeah, nobody hears my voice. Mm. And I know I'm exaggerating. It's just a frustration mm -hmm. of like kind of what the fallout of remote learning was. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, we didn't lose anything. There's no like learning loss. But what there is, is, is it is, it's like mm. the process, like I didn't realize what learning really was, which is often just a resiliency of mm. like being able to problem solve and like, you know, the critical thinking. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I mean, I knew this, but it just more than ever, like, oh my goodness, critical thinking is way down, problem solving is way down. Hmm. And there's still those kids who get it. And the, but the, they've legit become another teacher in the room because they don't want to see their friend just bail. Mm -hmm. And that kid's not telling me they need help, but they're telling the other the kid yeah. who's next to him who knows what they're doing, mm -hmm. thankfully, they mm. need help. And I mean, I guess it's, yeah, that's, that's a real community classroom too, which is, you know, I guess, your existence too. Hmm. Now, little man, let me show you. Yeah. But, you know, like peer of mine who's looking at TikTok, like, do you need help? Like, that's, that's hmm. legit happening too, which is good. Mm -hmm. But it's just those kids stand out more than ever because there used to be a little bit more of a, a smooth edge around the kids who were caring about stuff hmm. and the kids who were just trying to get through and then the kids mm -hmm. obviously who didn't care it was mm -hmm. only like a it was, yeah, rule of thirds I always called it mm -hmm. it's like a third of the kids third of the kids third of the kids that's how it broke down yep now it's kind of like two kids care mm -hmm. out of the 20 and it's like wait 
everybody else kind and then everybody else kind of cares, but I'll just look on Genesis, see what I missed. You know, it's like on, on the great book. And I'm like, no, no. Mm. Or like, you know, I don't really feel like working today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I just mm. go on my phone? I was like, no, that's what you did for like two years, kid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, resiliency. Yeah, to help kids make the connection of like, I learned the building blocks in skateboarding, yeah. you know, and I had to put in work and work's not always a bad thing. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. ton of fun to do this work sure. of skateboarding. And maybe there's other things that I would enjoy that are also a ton of work and yeah, yeah. a ton and of it, time. And it, yeah, I think it's like, uh, put music on. Yeah. It makes it failure much more fun. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you put, you know, like, like my kids doing their chores. Yeah, we try to convince them, like, listen, put your favorite song on, clean mm. your room. It's so much more fun. And so this is part of yeah. skateboarding life. Yeah. Yeah. We know the music's always on. Yeah. But I love that. So teaching kids grit, teaching kids, like, mm -hmm. you know, resiliency. And, and, and surely it, it translates. If it doesn't translate, like, right now, it might only translate, like, I was into skateboarding so much when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. For, like, five years is all I did. It's all I thought about. But they're talking about that as a, an older person's talking about that as, like, what taught them how to do what they're doing now, which, you know, mm -hmm. which is uh, sometimes more legit than skateboarding, if there is such a thing. Um, and sometimes like, no, 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 skateboarding is still just as legit because it's helping yeah. you do your like job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself uh, of these life lessons that we're trying to teach. And it's, sure. it, it's applying to me right now, you know, when it comes to things like organizational leadership and Steve's like I finally <laughs> finally got a, a skate park in a building and now I'm looking for a new space <laughs> I gotta do it all over yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry even like but, you know, uh, the fundraising real. topic the fundraising topic is definitely a challenge sure. um, when it was more of the um, uh, the the religious language of like hey we're, we're winning converts yeah, yeah. That's, people were on board easy yeah that's like an easy thing to fund and sure. donors are thrilled to hear about that um it's a it's a dip, more difficult sell when it's like we're building community and uh helping kids encouraging kids yeah yeah creating a loving environment where kids can show up and and call their home um yeah yeah that's cool but what are you doing with the religion <laughs> yeah well i, I mean I, it's and I, this is this is i guess the the reality um yeah i'm a, I'm a public school teacher i'm not preaching all day hmm. But how much I feel like, dude, that's, I start my day with like, God, this is yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And the amount of times, like if I go in there like impatient and not loving, it's like my best student who's having an off day. I'm like, dude, you, you can't have an off day. I trust you. I need you to work hard today. Oh. And if I call them out, and I have, you know, it's oh. like the failure of every teacher. It's like you're calling out the, your best student because they're having an off day. Hmm. I'm like, wait, no, you... I need you. You can't have an off day. Like, why you got your head down? Like, yeah, in COVID mm. times, it's like, well, I got, my, I got my vaccination shot yesterday, and I probably need to go home and sleep. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or, <laughs> or, or legit, it's like, listen, mm. my grandma's dying. Mm. And they'll tell me because they're like, because they feel bad that they're off because they're the kid who's always on. But I'm like, wait, why didn't I just love that kid? Just let him be. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, they could have an off day and just said, hey, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. But instead, I'm like, wait, how come you're not doing work? I'm on that. Yeah. <laughs> like personally offended. Right. Um, and, it, and it's really <laughs> like, me down. you know, grandma's, grandma's in the hospital, you mm -hmm. know, like, or 
Yeah, so I've just found out mm. something. My parents are getting divorced. Like, whatever. Like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, well, I'm just loving those kids and even just giving them what I'm supposed to give them, which is a good quality photo education. Let's get in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Kids just feel ref- like there's a refreshingness mm. to that. That's not like, hey, tell me your darkest secret right now. Or, hey, what do you think about, you know, life, God, the universe, and everything right now? Like, no, it's like, it's just kind of like a safe space to just, thank God I have photo mm-hmm. class today because that's what's going to get me through. Mm-hmm. And kids say that to me sometimes. I'm like, oh, I forget that all the time. Mm-hmm. That this is just a thing that where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Whereas all day long, you might not, especially with that damn phone telling you otherwise. Mm-hmm. You're like your friends are you know, doing something you're not doing or whatever, all that nonsense that they're seeing and, and, and it's throwing, them, throwing them off. It's throwing them off, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. consistency of my class as a, as a safe space or as a place they feel welcome. Mm. Um, it's kind of awesome. And I, you know, I'm like so passionate about photography that sometimes I'm like, wait, how come you don't care as much as I do? And I'm, a fan. I'm like, no, 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 you forgot why you're here. It's not mm-hmm. even about that. Photography is mm-hmm. just another cool thing in the world. It's not the meaning of life, mm-hmm. but it is a common topic for us all to bond on, mm. a bond under, and yeah. So to do that job without any, you know, my job. Say, yeah. Like, like I start preaching, I lost my job. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I start, if I start, uh, or today I want to do philosophy instead of photography. Maybe I get away with that one two days, but mm-hmm. not so much. Mm. And I there's a freedom in just doing what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, and, or what you're called to do. And what you're called to do is, uh, is very particular to uh, you mm-hmm. and very particular to me and very particular to each person. And, and, and you, my friend, mm-hmm. have been on a 20-year mission to do something that's very peculiar in particular. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And, uh, and you're very reflective. And I love, I love the, I have to think back to the building blocks thing because mm-hmm. it's really a, a reminder. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. of what we're doing. It's mm-hmm. cool, man. All right, we could blab all day. We're going to end this thing, but uh, it was really great talking about Solid and let us know how to follow and donate to. And great, yeah. What, what do we get? Our website is skatecreateconnect.org. All right. Our Instagram is at solid.nj. All right. And uh, yeah, what else? Um, we're on Facebook but not super active. It's mostly just our Instagram. Instagram. Um, yeah, send me an email, swolf at skatecreateconnect.org. Love to hear from you. If you have a cool space for Steve yeah. to expand into that has- yeah. We're looking for another building Quiet in rooms and a massive space to make a skate park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You looking in Patterson? Yeah, I would really, um, I think that's kind of our community. Yeah. And so to stay here is, is pretty important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. Well, yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think it's uh, just on the up and up, and it's a great vision. And keep it, keep it going. And thank you for yeah being uh, creative in it to where I I felt welcome even back in the day, and uh, still feel like this is my vibe, which is nice and awesome. And uh, definitely love what you're doing and support you. So appreciate that. It's uh, been a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks. And uh, everybody, support. Solid. All right, take care. Let's just make sure it all is good. Did it record? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's always better. It's always better.
Thanks for listening to. This is Stormwatch Podcast! Alright, thank you for listening to another full episode. It's good to be back. Um, next week we have episode 48, which is with uh, the animator and illustrator Mark Neely, who has uh, definitely doing some interesting things in the world of animation. Um, kind of old school in style, but definitely uh, innovative in how his brain imagines things. So um, definitely fun episode coming next. Thank you all, as always, uh, for listening, and Happy New Year to everybody. Um, definitely uh, fun to be back after a break. As always, uh, thank you for, uh, for supporting my guests. Uh, check it all out at StolenHoursPodcast.com and on Instagram, same name, and support Jay Agnish, whose music you're hearing right now.